0: And welcome to Down with the Browns. And welcome back to another episode of Down with the Browns. You're here with your hosts, Christian, Manny Maxwell, and Mac the Buffalo. Let's go, baby. I'm back. Let's go here we go. So, today. We're going to be talking about some uh, stuff that's happened over the past week. Browns was uh, big old press conference. The introductory of Deshaun Watson, the new Cleveland Browns quarterback. Um, some interesting tweets of some quotes from uh, Kevin Stefanski at the coaches press conference today. Um, and just who we think is going to be picked at 44. So uh, let's just go ahead and dig right in, boys. Um, let you want to take away, take that away, manny. Right
1: yeah, there. so so uh, I'm gonna I, I want to get I want to get some viewpoints on some of the some of the things that went down there in, pro, during the presser for Deshaun Watson. Obviously, a lot of mixed reactions going on through the presser, and I feel like you know, depending on how you went into the presser. And feeling about Deshaun Watson, that's kind of like was your viewpoint and how you looked at it, right? A lot of people who didn't like the Deshaun Watson acquisition uh, didn't like the presser. He said a bunch of stuff and running around the corners, running around the circles and everything. You know what I mean? And it's just it wasn't it wasn't something that you uh, felt that changed your mind about him. Um, But if you were like, okay, I really like the acquisition of Deshaun Watson. I, you know, I feel this kind of way about the situation. You probably looked at it in a different light of saying, hey, you know, he. It was a lose-lose situation. He did the best he can. It was PR answers. Um, mm-hmm. so I uh, he 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 did a good job of of answering the questions, but not answering some of the 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 questions that might have given put him into more trouble uh, mm-hmm. about the situation. So I wanna hear, Mac, I wanna hear what you have to say about this presser. I know you got a lot of thoughts about it. I want to hear what you have to say, and I'll bounce off of it. Go go right ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh in in terms of this presser, it was it was pretty crazy to hear just Mm -hmm. because a lot was said, but nothing was said at the (laughs) same time, right? (laughs) Um, You know, Andrew Barry described this as an odyssey, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, Mm. But really, if you take a look at what the team was releasing info-wise about the situation, the presser matched up perfectly. Yes. They They said that they've been pursuing Watson and looking into it since November. They said that they hired their own legal counsel and as well as private investigators to dig through Watson's history. And they said that they are comfortable with him as a person. Now, what does that mean? We don't really know, um, <laughs> but they went through his high school records all the way up till, um, you know, this whole situation that they've been dealing with, mm-hmm. um, Watson doubled down and said that he did not sexually assault any women or mm-hmm. disrespect them. Um, so, you, you know, they're getting away from, Oh, um, you know, he, he said that he doesn't want to settle. So yeah. everybody's pretty much doubling down with what they've said. Um, you, you know, they dug into his fracture at Houston. Um, and the what really, really stood out to me um, is when this initially came out, Tony Busby, who is the prosecutor, released the info that not only did Cleveland not reach out and talk to these 22 women, but mm-hmm. nobody in the NFL did. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought that you know obviously that's a huge red flag to you know the normal human being that doesn't really look into these things right but when they when they dug into it and they admitted that that they were advised against doing doing that because yes. it could interfere with an yes. ongoing investigation you know that really clicked with me and it you could see that there was things that they could not speak of yeah because it, yeah this ongoing investigation this is that rain cloud right that we're that mm-hmm. we've been talking about that's been sitting over this whole just situation, awful mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of it it kind of solidified that we're still going to be doing these things we're not going to know some of these answers and we we can't because it's an ongoing investigation so i just thought it was it was pretty interesting because we didn't really learn anything new um but in terms of what the Browns have been saying and the truth about this situation, it, it's just everything's really just been solidified, but no additional information um, has come across. So, yeah,
1: and yeah. and he's and he said he said you know a lot of lines that that to me you know. Um, he seems very confident about his innocence. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. he, you know, he said, you know, a line like a, a a quote, I'm not naive to uh, uh, the women's side of the fans in this community. These allegations are very, very serious. Um, But as I mentioned before, I never assaulted any woman, never disrespect any woman. I, I was raised by a single parent mom who has two aunties and as her sister's unquote. And I think like he's he said it over and over, you know, uh, even MKC asked him a question about, hey, are you going to see counseling? He's like, I, I I don't I don't know. I don't need counseling because I don't have a problem. And it seems like yeah. w- questions like that, obviously it could rub people the wrong way because they're like, oh my gosh, you definitely do have a problem. Or, you know, maybe he doesn't really have a problem, but I'll tell you something right now. It's one of those situations where you, <laughs> you have to have some confidence in yourself yeah. to literally on a mic say, I know, no, I don't need counseling, which yeah. there's a lot of people who and everyone needs counseling in some some sort of fashion so the fact that you're saying they're so adamantly that you don't need counseling um, you could take that two ways depending as a fan who you know what which way you want to look at that but christian i want to hear your your thoughts on on this if you have any and 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 what'd you what'd you get out of the
0: presser so i i got that they were really well coached on uh, their mm-hmm. answers because mm-hmm. a lot of the answers andrew barry was giving like to Jake Trotter. It was just like we were we were advised by our attorneys not to talk to the women. And then uh, Deshaun was said a lot of. He said like he he never assaulted or disrespected any woman. He said that multiple times at the press conference. And as you guys have both said, like he's extremely confident that he's he's not guilty. Like mm-hmm. and a lot of times. I mean, I'm not a, a lawyer, so I'm not gonna like go in here and dissect this whole case because like I, I don't know what i'm talking about honestly mm-hmm. um, but it just a civil case like he's not paying these women off like he said he's going to clear his name and so yeah. that's i think that's i don't know that i mean if he's that confident in that answer i mean that's he, he, he
1: you know an interesting point is when's the last time we saw deshaun watson standing in front of all those cameras and all those microphones Right. Mm-hmm. Hasn't it been a year and a half, two years, you want to say? And I think the only time that I saw him not uncomfortable or not like fidgeting or not, whatever, the, the only time that I've seen that he was kind of just relaying and saying all of his answers were when he was saying, I'm really innocent. I'm really this, that, or the other. Like, I like i never did anything that these women are saying or alleging. Now you could take that two ways. You could take that. Hey, I'm actually serious. Like, I don't need uh-huh. like a quote cards. I don't need cue cards for what I'm about to say because I'm innocent, right? Or you could take it the way where it's like you've been practicing that for two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've been practicing that every single day in the mirror. That's the one thing that everybody wants to hear you say is that you're innocent. And 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 a lot of people were trying to you know yell through the comments and Twitter and saying ask about the forty masseuses. Why do you need forty masseuses? It's none of the other. And it's like. I think to your point, Christian, hey, PR, they were coached up regardless of if that, you know, however, which way you want to spin it. They were coached up. They gave they gave a lot of answers that are in the gray. uh, And and just like Mac, you were saying earlier, it's not it's not they weren't given right answers. They weren't given wrong answers. But you see people right after the pressure was done, getting their articles ready uh, ready to go and then kind of spinning it, put their own little spin on it. Right. Cause that's yeah. put their own little English on it. And, 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 and so that's, that's where I, that, you know, and I don't have a, I don't have a, a, a strong stance either way. So being in this, in the middle here, being, being Switzerland in this kind of situation is kind of like, okay, well, I could see where one person's coming at, uh, from point of view and I could see the other person's point of view. So, um, Matt, it looked like you wanted to say something. I don't. I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah, because I, I mean, you hit it right on the head there. Um, y- you know, especially with how the Browns doubled down, especially how Watson doubled down. Mm-hmm, um, because mm. he, you know, in, in these situations, he could have just admitted, uh, because th- that was the big question that we were wondering as well. You know, is he going to settle? Is he going to have any kind of ad- admission of like a- any any of these accusations? You know, or is he going to double down and just say, I'm innocent? Like, mm-hmm. I did not do anything wrong. Now, he went that route, um, and it's obviously – it affects the result of his suspension because I can't imagine that yeah. the league is going to let him play without this stuff being resolved. Um, so that kind of adds, a you know, another element to this, dragging this thing out mm. longer. Um, so – and it's just – we, we kind of almost have to sit in the middle, right? Yeah. Because yes. yeah, good why point. would this team give him $230 million guaranteed after digging through all of this for five months?
1: Exactly, exactly. It, it just doesn't
2: seem, and, and even with, and you could especially tell with Andrew Barry um, and Kevin Stefanski, all of these answers were calculated. Yes. They're never going yes. to put something in a press conference that can be outright clipped
0: uh-huh. yeah.
2: and used against them which yes. is why AB said that we believe in Sean Deshaun as the person. Yeah. Now everybody's is on him for saying, oh, well, he didn't say that they believe he's a hundred percent guilty.
1: Yeah. 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 I saw that
2: and because AB knows that in that, you, you know, in that situation, in his mind, if it, if that goes South, that can be flipped on him. And then, you know, he, Andrew Barry has to think about his own job because yes. especially with as much as they gave up and, especially with jimmy haslam's conference where he he even said hey you know the adult comment did not come from me which yeah. i thought was super interesting because yeah. you know the whole narrative this whole time was that i thought it jimmy, came from it. jimmy haslam was <laughs> the leading of this search no <laughs> yeah. it was football operations which <laughs> surprised me and, mm. and i'll admit it. You know, I was wrong here. I thought it was Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. it
0: just felt like a Jimmy move, honestly. Yeah, exactly. 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 It sounds like some Jimmy would
2: do. And, and like that's the that's the part about me is that now, obviously, I'm not saying that Andrew Barry is infallible, but the guy, you know, he's an Ivy leaguer. Same with mm-hmm. Stefanski. Yeah, he went to Penn. Same yeah. with uh, Podesta. Um, I can't remember where he went. Um, uh, but yep. you know, all three Ivy League schools and very intelligent people. Yes so i i i absolutely but then you have to look at the other side of things mm-hmm. where you have 22 women coming, yeah. after, coming after this uh, apparently this this trial was big enough for Harrison County to get involved a oh, completely different courthouse yes. from the original yes you know to to say and look at this and um but you know ultimately they did not find enough criminating evidence to indict him yeah. um but it's just you have to kind of sit in the middle here because it's really a coin flip on what's going to happen. Right. It's either a B is right and this situation can play itself out and it works out. in some playoff wins, maybe a Super Bowl win mm-hmm. or or it goes down in flames.
1: Yeah. yeah, it it, it could it, it blow up and it could blow up in your face like big time, especially a contract this large, this guaranteed. You know, there's so many, so many twists and turns. And obviously, you know, I think uh, Deshaun even doubled down and said that, hey, the money wasn't uh, a, a, a real reason. He's like, I didn't find out about the money until after um, until after I came back and said, I want I want Cleveland. How true that is, I don't know. I, I'll, all I'm saying is from my point of view, from where I'm sitting, $230 million guaranteed might sway me to do <laughs> something. You know what I mean? I have a change of heart about an issue. Uh, but again, uh, Andrew Barry answering great questions, uh, had a little in, uh, uh, exchange with Jake Trotter talking about, hey, uh, Jake Trotter asks uh, um, in layman's terms, hey, why did you structure Deshaun Watson's contract in the way that you did? uh and then he was like what you know what i mean and, and why did you give basically why did you give him 1 million dollars in the first year um, basically setting up an, an, a, 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 an answer that Andrew would say, hey, we anticipated a suspension. And then if you're anticipating suspensions, are you trying to get around it? So you're basically vocaling that uh, uh, you're trying to get around rules and find loopholes through the NFL. But a- Andrew Barry came right back with a, with an answer that if you really think about it, it was a pretty good answer. He's like, we did what's contractually best for the Cleveland Browns. And that's what they're doing with every single player on the roster. You know what I mean? Like you're doing exactly what's best for the player and also what's best for the Cleveland Browns. So it's like, it's one of those answers that are again, like Max talked about in the gray. It's, it's one of those situations where you can't really twist it. Or if you look at it one way, if you look at it with the light on or light off, it's, you know what I mean? It depends on how you want to look at it as the individual. So there Mm -hmm. was a lot of things going on. There was a lot of things going on with this. And so, um, Time will tell, time will tell, obviously, you know what I mean? So, hey, it's going to be very interesting to see, I mean, moving forward.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be, I think it's quite exciting just seeing how everything's going to transpire over these next few months, like, it's gonna be a thrill honestly like not mm-hmm. like a good one but like you're gonna have it's gonna be like a roller coaster it's like it's gonna going to be, to be like lot, you know what i mean you're gonna have your highs of like because i mean there may be some good free agents that sign within the next week yeah um yeah or two like we we don't know we, yeah we don't have sources yeah. um yeah but uh, <laughs> but you know it's gonna be a roller coaster uh it, so it's who well, knows and and, and and it's crazy it feels like it's
1: been you know months since we got Sean watson Literally it's been a week and like three days. Yep. It's been a yeah. week and three days. <laughs> like three mean? months. <laughs> it's been like three months. So 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 buckle up r- r- rather, good or bad, we're we're in for a ride, but we're gonna mm-hmm. be covering it all here. So um uh, mm-hmm. it's it, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time to figure out what happens and it's gonna be a good time because I, I want the truth to get out either way. I want the yeah. truth
0: to get out. And so. you know, some good news. Yeah. That uh, got reported today. Uh Kevin Stefanski was at the coach's. Uh, coaches. Meeting, I guess that's what it's called. Uh, And uh, he made a few quotes uh, that MKC reported today. Uh, She said that Kevin Stefanski said he expects Deshaun Watson to participate in offseason programs beginning on April 19th. Yes. I think that's a good sign. Um, that We're already getting the quarterback in the room, getting familiar with the offense, with the team. Uh, Big move. And so, like, what do you guys think about Deshaun showing up so early in the offseason?
2: Well, I mean, I, I think it's necessary. Um, you, you know, it was reported that when um, the Browns met with Deshaun Watson, um, a big part of the meeting was Kevin Stefanski sitting down with Deshaun and going over tape. Um, what they mentioned uh, was uh, a lot of his old R- RPOs from Houston, mm-hmm. um, you know, meaning a run pass option, uh, basically quarterback handing uh, handing the ball off, reading a certain key player um, with uh, a certain route. Behind said player, um, mm-hmm. if the player moves up, you pull, throw the pass. Um, if they still sit, you hand the ball off. Um, now, you know, with them going through all that tape, obviously Deshaun's um, escapability and running ability um, adds another dimension to this offense. So with that, Kevin Stefanski has to change his game plan a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. how much he tweaks it, I don't know. Um, you, you know, we could still see those boots. You know, we could still see um, it, especially more empty sets considering mm-hmm. the fact that with Deshaun's capability, you mm-hmm. don't need to leave a tight end or leave mm-hmm. a running back in all the time because mm-hmm. Deshaun can, can account for himself.
1: Yeah, he's um, really good, very mobile. But,
2: but, you know, so I think it's I think it's great to get him into OTAs and get him into that building early. Um, because not only does he have to learn a new offense, but he has to be familiar with those weapons. Um, yeah. you know, two people that will I would say of the people that you know for sure are going to be in the room next year, um, Amari Cooper, brand new target, Donovan Peoples Jones, yeah. Harrison Bryant, David Njoku. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, you would like them to, you know, throw with everybody on the offense, including yeah. the running backs. You know, yeah. reps are so important in the NFL. Yeah. Because when you yes. get to mid-season, um some of these guys are kind of pushing through injuries and some of them can't even participate in the day. Yeah, You know, they're just they're over there on the bike getting warmed up or battling through whatever injury that they have and just yeah. inching their way um to kick off. So, you know, all the reps that you can get should be the mindset with most NFL players. Um now, you know, it gets to the point where if a vet's been there Several times and nothing's really changing, you, you know, OTAs doesn't really benefit them But these organized team activities are for situations like this to where you're bringing in a new piece of the offense And you want to get everybody acclimated and on the same page because, yeah. you know, in football It's 11 on 11 and both sides have to be a well-oiled machine and if one single piston is loose mm. um you know,
1: So Then the, come coming down. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly
1: well, they, you know, and I, it, it, you, you're talking about that well-oiled machine. I think of, I, I just can't help but to think of guys that have such a great connection. I mean, you're talking about a, like a like a Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Like, I mean, yeah, they could do, they can go out there and 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 Rob probably <laughs> just by the look can give you know Tom Brady this look, and then he knows exactly what he's going to run, and then you know Tom Brady gets. Grunt the ball in that kind of situation. So I think these OTAs coming in early, like you're saying, Mac, it, you, you can't put a stress enough on the situation where it comes to getting that kind of camaraderie in the locker room. Right. Yeah. Obviously a lot of guys see what Sean Watson was at, get, at Clemson, see what he could do in Houston played versus each other uh, uh, twice. So it's like uh, for a lot of versus these guys on the, the roster twice. So it's like, I think, bringing him in really early is going to help out a lot especially when it comes to like for the, the some of the guys like Anthony Schwartz right some of the guys who are trying to prove themselves mm-hmm. a little bit you know getting Deshaun Watson's good graces and you know there's not a sour taste in your left in your mouth obviously for some of the some of the routes not run or miss or miscommunication like with Baker Mayfield you want to be especially like a guy like Anthony Schwartz I bring him up because he he's saying that he's going to try his absolute hardest during the offseason and one of the ways you could do that is get link up with Deshaun Watson and say hey can we run some routes what are some of the routes that you like to run or, or where do you like ball placement? Where do you uh, – uh, how many strides are you taking on a certain route or whatever? Let me see you break a route out of, out of a route so I can get the ball to you. Um, it's conversations like that that could be had that help out that offense and kind of make it mesh like that well your machine you're talking about. But, Christian, it looks like you want to say something. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, if if we can get a receiver or a tight end to get that connection, like mm-hmm. you, go, you look back at the playoff game where it was the Chiefs versus the Bills. Well, I mean, like during the game, there, there's 14 seconds. Oh, drive down the out. field. And then apparently Patrick Mahomes looks at him and he's like, do this. And he goes, no, I'm doing this. And he's like, okay, I trust yeah, you. Yeah, And drives then the drives down the field and they score. they go going to OT and then eventually yeah. win the game. We never really got that connection with Baker Mayfield and another receiver. Yeah. We're tied in. So, And, I mean, now we're getting a, an elite. Quarterback in Deshaun Watson. I'm, I'll am i say he's a league because I mean, yeah, he's proven right. that he is um, And now we've got a great receiver in Amari Cooper. We're finally letting Dave Njoku in that tight end one position so It's just I think it's gonna be exciting just to see who like who's gonna be his guy because it's always like I mean, it's never it's I mean sometimes it's a star receiver but sometimes it's not. It's like that guy, like Will Fuller and Deshaun's connection in Houston. Yeah. Everybody's like, it's, oh, it's D Hop. I mean, man, there's sometimes there's just he's just launching about,
1: it. There's just something about, you know, like, like again, Tom Brady and the Julius uh, Edelman, Julian Edelman mm-hmm. kind of situation where just that, that one, or some of the years when Wes Welker was there. You just, you don't know why, but it's just the go to kind of safety net. Yeah. But it's a question for, for both of you. It just popped into my mind. But like you're saying about a Will Fuller, because a lot of people are talking about bringing Will Fuller in, and it's like, hey, I really like that for the sake of... Deshaun's like kind of kind of kind of pro Deshaun yeah. if I, like if I want Deshaun to be comfortable, you want him to be comfortable.
0: Yeah, it's a familiar bring,
1: face. Exactly. Bring in a guy that you kind of already know. That's one it's 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 almost like studying for a class, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're really, if you're really good at addition, when you get the math test, you don't have to worry about studying for addition problems because you're really good at adding, right? So you can focus more time on subtracting or multiplication or whatever the case may be. Like bring in a guy in that locker room in that wide receiver room that you can say, Hey, I'm very comfortable with that guy. So what I'm gonna do is Hey, I you know Will Fuller can have the conversations with Amari Cooper. It's crazy that I'm even saying Amari Cooper, but <laughs> Will Will Fuller <laughs> that we can have this conversation with Amari Cooper can have the conversations with DPJ can have the conversations with Schwartz and Joku. Hey, you know you know uh, so so that just so it's a familiar face that makes you feel comfortable, right? And some of those dire situations like you're talking about those RPOs, Mac. If you want to be able to see, uh, you know, Will Will Fuller. On the other side of the hashes, which we finally have a quarterback who could throw like, you know, off balance across the field the other way. It's like, you know what I mean? It's great. You want to have somebody who's a safety net. Um, So so my question was, I know there's people talking about Will Fuller and bring Jarvis back or bring OBJ back. You know, would you guys feel comfortable with bringing in a guy like Will Fuller? I know he has some injury history problems, but what do you guys think? What do you guys think about that?
2: Absolutely. I, yeah. I would, I would love bringing in a guy like Will Fuller. Um, you know, I know we touched a little bit on it last time because there were rumors swirling um, mm. that he would follow Deshaun to Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the stats back it up. They, yeah. You, you want to talk about deep ball connection in 2020, Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller had the best in the league in terms Get of like that. most yards and, and kind of all that jazz. Um, but I, I think it's really interesting Looking at it now, even if they didn't grab another wide receiver, um, and we're running with a little bit more inexperience next season, whether it goes through the draft or Schwartz gets more reps. Um thinking about the Browns rushing attack in 2020 and 2021, adding that RPO just now adds another element. Oh my gosh. Because mm-hmm. when you're when you match when you've mastered the fake when you have the ability to push the ball downfield, defenses are unsure. Now yeah. they can't they can't stack the box against Deshaun Watson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can so,
2: you know, you have to think about um the the I don't I don't want to say better opportunities. Um mm. but when Chubb and Hunt line up in the backfield this year, mm. they're going to get I, I can it would be absolutely insane to me. If mm-hmm. their rush, if their rush per attempts, um, didn't didn't increase, you know, right, uh, yeah. right, right, the last right. couple years. So, it's it's going to be, it's exciting, right? Now, now yeah. you know, granted, we have still this big storm cloud over this whole situation, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. in terms of Deshaun's running ability, it just absolutely elevates that offense. Um, yeah. and I'm going to be really excited next year. To see how the Browns are going to, you know, plan their rushing attack, mm-hmm. and because I can't, I can't imagine that Kevin Stefanski is going to get away from running the ball and mm-hmm. having that kind of balance mm-hmm. that you know we've had in Cleveland in 2020 and 2021. Because mm-hmm. no matter the offensive success last year, the totals were still the same. Yeah. Now, granted, they were skewed at certain points of the game, but the you know the overall, it's usually about. 50, 50, maybe 51, 49. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I can't imagine that when you have Nick Chubb coming back and, of course, Kareem Hunt healthy coming yeah. back, yeah. that the are going to stray away from running that ball. And especially with the RPOs, I'm just – I'm I'm absolutely ecstatic for yeah. what that new element of the offense is mm-hmm. going to do for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt.
1: Yeah, A- and, I, and I encourage anybody who's listening, please – Go into YouTube and Google Deshaun Watson highlights, regardless of how you feel about the situation. I think it's important that you realize from a purely football perspective, his escapability from the pocket. I mean, you're going to see something that's going to make your eyes glow because now imagine that guy in a Cleveland Brown jersey because he will be there come fall time, football season. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he's going to be running out of the pocket and plays that you think normally would break down. Uh, You you will see him escape and then make a nasty throw. And I think that's going to be going back to that just camaraderie and just just familiarity. a lot of these receivers are going to have to get used to completing their routes, right? Like you're going to have to complete your and continue because you don't know how much time he has back there in the pocket, Mm -hmm. given that he has a great offensive line now going into next season. He's going to have a lot of time. So you're adding in the time that he would normally get in the pocket, plus the fact that he might be able to extend the play. So you got to keep running. You guys guys have to get a kind of a system going, some kind Mm -hmm. of trust, right? That's the word we're looking for, is trust between the quarterback and uh, the offensive line and the wide receivers. So I, I, I mean, I mean, I I like where we're going. I like the way the offense is clicking, and I and I thank you for that answer. I just wanted to hear about it. Yeah,
0: yeah and you know, there's some. Speaking of like just getting the offense to go, and like there there were some guys in the locker room last year that everybody like loved in the locker room, even after the person that I was, I'm getting ready to say left midseason, ugly yeah. breakup, yeah. but. You know, everybody really loved OBJ in the locker room, like Anthony Schwartz oh, yeah. and all them. They were like, Yeah, OBJ, oh, yeah. congrats on the Super Bowl. Da-da-da-da. And they were like, I mean, it just seemed like OBJ was that guy in the locker room. And then after he's gone, that's when things started spiral, spiraling downhill. Yeah. Not going to say that because we lost him, that's the reason why, but you know, yeah. Uh, but. Yeah. Getting a guy like that back in the locker room, I know he's he has the diva thing, and, and then there's the he told people not to come to Cleveland thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if he comes willingly... I think that says something. If he comes back <laughs> willingly, it was not the city of Cleveland. It was the quarterback.
1: And, and, and that's something I know a lot, I get a lot of heat. First and foremost, I'm extremely biased. So every word that's coming out, like rolling off my tongue is <laughs> biased. right? Od- Odell Beckham Jr. is my favorite po- – my my, mo- my number one favorite football player in NFL history. So I am completely biased. So, But however, he was traded to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. There's no like no trade clause or he had to like undo the trade clause to come. No, no, he was traded to Cleveland. And so he he had no really say in the matter. And so this time as a free agent, if he says, Hmm, I like what you guys are doing over there. I've played there. There's been reports that I actually did like the fans there. I like the dog pound. But my my thing is is this that I'm just doing, you know, hey, underlying tone. There's some undertones there. Mm-hmm. So if he comes back here willingly, understanding if he doesn't play till November, so we're not going to give him 12 million, 14 million, you're going to have to pay for a little bit less. There might be a chance that he might want to sign a, a multi-year because he knows he's not going to be playing for 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 very long this season. Mm-hmm. And, but if he comes back and plays really well and likes Deshaun, hey. You know, so so that's why I'm talking about that. Put some emphasis on the willing, uh, but obviously he left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths for yeah. for understandable reasons. And I
2: I I, I know Mac, <laughs> take a sip of water. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. So um, let me let me just kind of clarify here. Um, as in people who have a bad taste in their mouth. Odell, Becca, um, I would say I'm I'm pretty much leader. Uh, of that of that fan club um now let's 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 put away the whole like the come get me uh situation in 2019 let's forget the whole, whole you know asking to be traded after your team literally wins a playoff game without you you know let's let's not talk about how he told von miller to straight up not come to cleveland that was cool um it, it just We'll, we'll put away he all the emotional emotional okay. focus on the fact of his injury um you, you know obviously blew his knee out again in in February so <laughs> it's it's going to be really hard paying that kind of money for a guy that's not going to be available till December I'd rather them kind of go after a guy like Will Fuller or uh-huh. even bring back a guy like Jarvis Landry I think that Landry um now granted, you, you know I I don't have ears inside the locker room, mm-hmm. but to me and how I saw it, um, Jarvis was one of the biggest leaders since 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fortunate that we could not work out his contract to make him stay, um, but there is reoccurring interest, right? Um, now, there was a report um, that came out last week that says Jarvis Landry was asking for $20 million. Um Now, uh, unless... Uh, unless you're just running on three hours of sleep, um, I think there's, (laughs) he's not really worth that kind of money. Um, Now, once that came out, he did fire his agent.
1: Yes. Yes, that's true. That's a very good point.
2: Do we, do we know whether that was Juice saying that or was that, was that, you know, his, um, his agent and and what his agent wanted for them? Because you have to think too, that the NFL is a business. These agents make their money off of percentages, they benefit when the client gets more money. You know, yeah, exactly. it's just how commission works for, a good for point. these guys. So, you, you know, could it be, be the agent? Could this whole thing, you, you know, maybe Juice after being released, he sat out there and once he started talking to his new agent and he realized, hey man, you, you know, maybe I can get one of those incentive kind of contracts, right? To where it's, it's a backloaded, you know, I have to prove myself a little bit but I have that quarterback in Deshaun Watson that can get me the ball more. You know, I no longer have to um, have to run a certain route every single time. We can run the scramble drill, and I can get an extra two or three catches that game.
0: Mm, mm.
2: You know, um, it, it's going to be really—I don't want to say fun—because if Jarvis ends up ends up not coming back, it, it's still going to be it's still going to be sad, and there is a. Hole in the heart of the city of Cleveland. Now that Jar- was
1: my money uh, on this jersey. Yeah.
2: You know, <laughs> a, a, hell, I, I have a Jarvis jersey that's sitting in my closet. I, I haven't been able to look at it
0: since. of juice.
2: You know, so hopefully they can work something out and hopefully they can get Jarvis back because I think he would be an absolute ideal fit in this offense. You know, Jarvis is a slot kind of receiver uh-huh. yeah. Um, yeah. now with Mari Cooper. Um, and and Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, you know, running on the perimeter at the X and the Y position or whatever you want to call it, um, uh, flanker, another Good term. But Jarvis uh, is a guy that runs out of the slot. He's not a man-to-man beater. He's made his money finding holes in zones mm-hmm. and getting, catching the football. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for a scrambler like Watson that has has that kind of six yes six that he's buying himself, um, you, you know, Landry can find the hole behind the linebackers in front of the safeties or so on and so forth and get himself open. So, um, you you know, with all the talk of OBJ, I'd rather just have it focused on juice because not only is is he the more realistic option, he's going to be available, um, you know, before November. (laughs) Um, He's probably going to demand a little bit less of a contract and he's a bit he's a better leader. So, you know, if we're advocating for any Browns players to come back now, of course. We're still waiting on Jadavion your Clowney. you on Clowney, you know. But if we are talking about Browns players that we want to see come back that were on the roster in 2021, you know, it, it's it's going to be really hard for me to not put Jarvis at number
0: one. So, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And like I mean, it ain't like there's a sour taste. And if you got a sour taste about Jarvis Landry in your mouth as a Cleveland Browns fan, like. You're probably an Oklahoma Sooner fan, honestly. Yeah, it's like, what are you even doing there? (laughs) And, you know, honestly, it's the thing. The reason I think we haven't really saw, like, a Young Clowney sign yet or a Jarvis Linger or just, like, signing somebody to the Browns is that contract with Baker Mayfield right now, that fifth-year option. And it's it's starting to weigh us down a little bit because nobody it's starting to look like nobody wants baker uh, Nobody wants that contract because I mean it it is 18.6 million. Yep. He did not yeah. have a good year it's but, a lot of them. But, I mean it's a lot of them. He's he's not a bad quarterback. I'm not gonna say come out here and like oh, we got the Sean buddy Baker's garbage like no.
1: <laughs> like he could be
0: somebody's QB one for sure. Yeah, he could for be. Sure. He I know could easily days. be a bridge quarterback for somebody like Seattle. Yeah, um, or, it's just
2: that contract is just yeah. too much of a risk it's, for them.
0: Yeah,
1: teams want teams want the Browns to eat some money.
2: They, yeah, they, they, well, let's be Absolutely. honest. They want they, they
1: want they want some they want the Browns to eat some of that money. And I think you know that's why they're like, hey, I would I would gladly take. Baker off your hands, but then they're like, Oh, well, uh, you're going to have to also give me a pick with him too. It's like, wait, yeah. what? like, you know what I mean? So, so, you know, I think Seattle, Carolina, but th- these teams need a QB mm-hmm. and I think that Baker would be a good fit, you know, uh, but it, it'll be, it'll be, it, it, it's, you know, I hope the best for him. I really do. He's not, he's, he's not, you know, a horrible quarterback, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I know a couple of quarterbacks he's better than, um, and those quarterbacks might have jobs. Right. So yeah. it's like, it, absolutely. It, it's just the 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 asking price for him is 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 you know you're you're paying lamborghini price for a camry right yeah you're paying lamborghini price for a toyota camry and it's like on a one-year contract on a one-year contract so it's like you know this this is this is
2: a guy that's gonna have to get a new contract next year yes -hmm. yes yes, yes and and to these like you know, and and I can imagine from an NFL NFL perspective that they want to shy away from these one year kind of contracts. I mean, look at look in the past. So last year you had Carson Wentz, blew up in the Colts' face. Now, granted, you know, pretty decent stat line, but kind of tumbled at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you have you had another quarterback with a um with a one-year deal two years ago, Cam Newton. Yeah.
1: That didn't yeah. really
2: work out too well. um for new england and when these guys you know and they get their new contract they're gonna they're gonna negotiate and when you start negotiating especially in a quarterback starving league you're always gonna overpay for the quarterback there's no such thing as that in the nfl unless you do what the browns did this year and you completely reset the market with and uh, with almost a hundred percent fully guaranteed contract um and but again that's only going to be a good contract 2 and 3 years down the road exactly next person exactly. sets that bar yeah so yeah um you know that one year it, Sam Darnold this year with the Panthers mm-hmm. now they're now they're in this kind of quarter quarterback hell because they not only traded a- assets for this for this QB but also at the end of the year they have to figure out his contract and mm-hmm. you know Could a team say, all right, so Baker is a top 15 quarterback, which statistically he has proven when healthy, Mm -hmm. you know, is he worth the draft picks, the money, and then now we're going to have to overpay him and worst case scenario, even if they miss the playoffs, he's not going to be bad enough to where you can get that top 10 pick and Mm -hmm. you can get your future in the draft. Yeah. So yeah you know, it's teams are put in a really bad spot and they know that the Browns want to get rid of them. So there goes another piece of leverage. Um, So I I think everybody is really overlooking the contract perspective here. And and I Mm -hmm. feel like I've, I've hammered this with, with everything. I mean, you know, look at Amari Cooper, look at Robert Woods, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Matt Ryan's situation with his, his contract and moving Mm -hmm. that around, you know, that that quote that we hear all the time money talks money really does talk in the end mm-hmm. yeah because yeah when you're moving these contracts around the money has to make sense for these teams and if they don't they're not going to overpay unless no. they can work it out
1: now no, and you know, and, and going back to your your, your Panthers uh, talking about Sam Darnold, and you know they had three quarterbacks in rotation over there in Carolina. You know they had P.J. Walker, Cam Newton, and Sam Darnold. They didn't know who it was. It was a starting rotation in MLBs. What they had, you yeah. know, for pitchers, like you don't know who was going to be quarterback carousel. So it's like you're you're in a situation where if you if you got a guy, that's why I, I know a lot of owners or news reporters are coming out saying the owners are upset with the with the Haslams for for restarting the market because they're like, oh, you know, now I got to go pay Lamar all the Money and Lamar's looking at Deshaun, saying, "Well, now I want two hundred million plus." Hey, that's <laughs> your fault. That's your fault because you're so right. Remember when Patrick Mahomes came out that gigantic contract it looked like a bright base, baseball contract. Bryce Harper, ten years, mm-hmm. what is it, five hundred million? It, it, I mean, nowadays it doesn't look that big, honestly. You know what I mean? That GM looks like an absolute genius. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Especially with the salary cap but, going up, and you know, go ahead. You know,
0: us. I don't know if the Ravens want to play a running back that much, though. <laughs>
1: That's what has them in limbo. You know, Lamar's should. like, listen, I got an MVP. I have an MVP yeah. with my name. I want $200 million. And I, I Listen, I hope, I pray it's, Baltimore pays him $200 million. I would
0: love it. It's going to be glorious because he's either going to walk or they're going to overpay that man.
1: They're going to overpay that man. I'll tell you something right now. He, he, I don't want to turn this to a big Ravens, Ravens flock corner, but I'll tell you something: if they, if they, if they, if they pay for him that much, a guy who relies on his wheels as heavily as his as he does, unless his throwing capability goes up and progresses over over time, I mean, you give that guy. You know, one, two more years where, I mean, there might be a serious injury. He might slow down. And it's going to be like, you have a huge contract on your hands. What are you going to do with it? I mean, mean?
0: right before his injury, he wasn't playing good at all. No, no. The only game that he – like, I mean, the game against us in Baltimore. Four INTs. I mean, pure dog poop, man. If Baker Mayfield could complete and people weren't dropping everything and if we could get the run established, we would have won that game for like 500. Yeah. That's uh, four inner or four turnovers. Well, four. In,
2: in the past two years, Lamar Jackson has actually had more turnovers than yeah. Baker Yes, because yes, yes crazy. Him being a runner, he he has a pretty pretty alarming percentage of fumbling. You fumbles, know, fumbles mm-hmm. turnovers in the red zone.
1: Yes, so, yes. You know,
2: the Ravens could look look at this from a perspective. Okay, you know, are we going to pay this guy fifty million a year guaranteed, or are we going to shave off? About what 15% of this yeah. offense yeah. are going to trust Tyler Huntley because he yeah. runs a little bit kind of safer, less flashier operation. But yeah. can almost do the same things. Yeah. And then we can just dump more money around him and build the team because yeah. he is on a younger contract and you know we got some time with him financially. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. And and like you said, Manny, they completely reset this market, yeah, and now every Every other that. team is just absolutely losing their minds, and yep. it's and, it, it, and I can tell you right now, and as bad as it sounds, these owners do not care no. at all about Deshaun Watson's allegations. They care about that two hundred and thirty fully guaranteed contract because yeah. what they're going to have to do is because every single quarterback that comes out, and can you really blame these players? you know they want that bragging right they want to say hey i'm a top player and i'm paid like a top player because yeah. my team knows that i'm the top player so you, you know it's now can you can you really blame them of course you're going to get mad when somebody resets the market you're going to get really mad when somebody resets the market by a solid what because it was 80 million more yeah, than the
1: any yeah, more any more guaranteed. than Aaron Rodgers is guaranteed yeah, yeah.
2: and Aaron Rodgers so yep. Aaron Rodgers had the had the second most guaranteed money yeah. and then Deshaun Watson beat him by 80, an eighty million dollar difference, which is mm-hmm. huge in terms of guaranteed yeah. contract. So, yeah. um, y- you know, can't really blame them. But y- you know, this whole narrative that that they're just absolutely disgusted with what's going on. No, they're mad that they now have to pay pay their players more, and mm-hmm. we are going to see that after after the twenty twenty two season.
0: So, one thing that I think is going to happen. With these contracts going up, it means these teams won't be keeping as many players, allowing them to hit market. And then, meaning they're going to have to build through the draft. And, you know, speaking of the draft, the Browns don't have a first round pick. But they do have a pick in the second round at pick number 44. Um, So who is like one or two or however many guys? Like do you think that the Browns could target at 44? We'll start with you uh Manny.
1: Yeah, so so I understand. Listen, there is a there is a elephant in the room when it comes to the defensive line. And I personally want the Browns to go defensive line. But for some reason, you look who's in that that room right now. Taven Bryant, uh uh you have uh Tommy Togiai Miles Garrett and Jordan Elliott right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Clearly the Browns are like, eh, we'll take a back seat for that right now. We've already, we've already gotten Amari Cooper and we've gotten a, a Jakeem grant for special teams. And it looks like we're still, you know, a wide receiver. It seems like they're going to not try to go D tackle. So high in the draft, me personally, Uh, That's just what I I, I want them to, but I don't believe they're going to. So I believe they're going to go wide receiver, especially if they don't address the wide receiver room before the draft, which I do believe they will. Um, So if they bring in a guy like Jarvis Landry, again, bring him back. I think that we're still probably going to get somebody uh, who's a little bit younger, get him on a rookie deal. Somebody in that wide receiver room who, Hey, has the talent to become a stud. I think somebody like, uh, George Pickens from uh from Georgia at 6'3, 2201. 2- I still I you know I still like to talk wide receivers. I know we were talking big wide receivers before Trump Watson <laughs> came in here all the time. We we're talking wide receivers, but it's not gonna be a Drake London, it's not gonna be a Garrett Wilson, it's not gonna be probably a Chris Olave. I think he'll be off the board, unfortunately, guys. Sorry. But uh a Jahan Dotson, you know, uh 5'11, 184, wide receiver from Penn State, played in cold weather, uh, went to it, believe it or not, went to a high to the high school. Uh, about ten minutes away from me right now in Nazareth, um, Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama, six three, another big guy. Depending on what you want, I know Christian Watson um, is out of, out of the age guardrails, things like that. But I mean, honestly, we've only seen this age guardrail, quote unquote, uh, uh, with uh, Andrew Berry for two two years. So, it, does he really have a strong age guardrail? Right, well, like like I'm... two
0: years. So, I mean, on his game plan, like we even said it on the podcast, like mm-hmm. you know, trading for Deshaun Watson is in an Andrew Berry move. So, I mean. yeah, we, I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's
1: like, do we really know? Cause I mean, I mean, we were, <laughs> I was blindsided. We're all going to remember where we were when we got Deshaun Watson. But so I think, I think it, it's going to be really interesting what they do with who they go. I think George Pickens is going to be that guy who's on the board and they're going to go after, um, mm-hmm. But I would like them to go defensive line. So, so Mac, who do, who do you think that they're going to pick up? I want to hear your thoughts on that.
2: So um, it, it, it's just kind of interesting because this is the first time um, now granted in 20, 2019, um, you know, they didn't have a first round pick either. Um, yeah. But it's really hard to predict day two picks because there's a lot of guys where you think that they're day two mm-hmm. um, you know, and they come out and they have a pretty good pro day. Yeah. Um, and build themselves a little bit of a resume and that team may reach for a day two player. Um, <clears throat> now in terms of the three, they're all going to be defensive tackles for me. Now, granted, maybe, maybe I'm just a guy that, you know, played O-line D-line. Maybe that's one of the things that I always stress because I am yeah. a firm believer of the hogs up front, both mm-hmm. on offense and defense will win you the football game. Yeah. Um, now, First guy that a lot of guys, especially like on Brown's Twitter, have mentioned, Travis Jones. Um, Now, he is going to be kind of that big, meaty guy that you're going to want. 6'5", 330. Um, Most of his stats really came from 2021. Um, You you know, four and a half sacks, seven tackles for loss. I really like his lateral movement Mm -hmm. down the of scrimmage, meaning, you know, moving side to side. He really takes advantage um, of guards that don't move their feet well. Yeah. um he can really get kind of half a man pretty good run stopper um and pretty good on taking his double teams if, if there's anything i would mo- um kind of mock him front um or or knack I, I should say a knack on him yeah. um would just be kind of his get off um he's yeah. a little bit slower moving off the football kind of dances a little bit um in terms of getting to his rush moves um from another
1: Yukon cold weather guy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Now, another guy that I think that they could go with, um, he's really – I would compare him kind of to the Ed Oliver of this draft. Um, You know, you don't really know whether he's a – whether he's a defensive end or a defensive tackle. Logan Hall out of Houston, uh, 6'6", 278. um, Very – even though he's smaller in weight, his height and his reach are what really stands out. So he can still – now – Granted, there are times that he's been moved off the ball. Um, because especially a defensive tackle, when you're playing at 278, um, you know, that's a little bit on the lighter side. You, yeah. you know, um, but 13 sacks, uh, or I'm sorry, 13 tackles for the last six sacks. Um, and really my my thing with with, with him is he's got great get-off and he engages extremely quickly um mm-hmm. with the O line, meaning that he gets his punch in and he's immediately trying to get either through you. Um, uh, now, I think due to his size, he kind of plays a little bit high. Um, but it, it'd be really interesting because especially with a guy that's like six six and he's this athletic, um, what happens when you put a little bit of weight on?
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: He developed kind of into that Clayus Campbell type. Um, and, and then lastly, uh, in terms of defensive tackle, a guy – now, I I don't think that he'll last till day two because I, I really think that he's a talented player. Perry and Winfrey out of Oklahoma, wow. um, you know, six, four Um, you know, more in that beef category at defensive tackle um, five and a half sacks, 11 tackles, uh, 11 tackles for loss, one forced fumble. Um, and I think that he would be a great fit for the Browns because of how well he can push the pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of senior bowl tape of mm-hmm. him. You had, he had a great senior bowl guys. Um, now, he, you know, you look at the Browns defense last year when they were really cooking. Um, they had Malik McDowell being able to push the pocket. Now, mm-hmm. Malik wasn't the best in terms of like, um, in terms of his pass rush moves, but he was so strong that when he pushed the pocket, it would almost back the quarterback up right mm-hmm. into the rush lands um Clowney and Miles Garrett. Now, I say this as if um, Javian Clowney com- comes back. Um, now, I could see more of, that's why I suggested Logan Hall earlier, mm-hmm. um, and you're still missing that defensive end. Not saying that Chase Winovich won't be good enough to win the job, um, but in terms of his injury history and the fact that he has not been a full, um, you know, uh, like edge rusher, he, he was kind of moved across the board in his time in New England. So he, he was never a full-time defensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think that they're really going to give him the keys to the car the first year. I think they're going to kind of put him in attack role mm-hmm. and then, see how he plays um, when a majority of his snaps is going to be on the line of scrimmage. Um, Mm -hmm. But going back to Winfrey um, in in terms of defensive tackle, I I really like how well he can move his hips and like flip his hips to get past the defender and work half a man. Um, But I really like how active his hands are. Yeah. Uh, In terms of pass rush, um, it's all about how, how much gas does this guy have left in the tank, and what happens when the defense, the offensive lineman, has him fully engaged and wrapped up? Um, the one thing that I found with Winfrey that stood out compared to the other guys um, is that you know I would use the word relentless to describe it because when his first move doesn't work, he's going to work a second and a yeah. third, and his hands are extremely active through the whole pass rush process. Um, and he will not give up. Mm. Um, Again, especially with Winfrey and how well he did at the Senior Bowl, I really do think that he's going to be um, picked up in round one. But I would say if he's he's there at 44, mm-hmm. it's very better. Make the call for. Yeah.
0: Him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, um, you kind of took some players out of my mouth because um, I was, that was really <laughs> great. The I was going to say, uh, but. You know, I'm I'm really high on Travis Jones at a UConn. Like, I've been watching his stuff, and man, he is a tank. Mm-hmm. He's he's the big beef in the middle. That, like, I mean, you always need that in um, run stop, pass, pass rush. Like, I mean, we're gonna, as you guys have said, both. Oh, we're we're missing that with Malik McDowell, uh, Malik Jackson, because they're both gone now, and we're obviously gonna need that. But one guy that I'm starting to see slip on some boards. He was a projected guy that we were uh, getting linked to at thirteen, and uh, it's Traylon Burks. Mm. So, yeah. uh, let's say that he does slip to forty-four. Do you take him?
1: I t- I take him. I take him, and I and I think obviously it depends on what we do at wide receiver right now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it depends on it depends on what we're seeing. Uh, if we get a Will Fuller, if we get uh, Jarvis Landry back. Um, so it de- it depends to me on that. So but- if
0: if we do get a Jarvis Landry or a Will Fuller, do you do you guys go after Trey Burks if he's there? You If, if they pick up
2: a if they pick up a cor- uh, wide receiver before the draft, um, I, I really would not want them to use that pick because uh, again, I mean, at, at forty four now, granted, you you can provide the argument, hey. You know, we're not drafting for a need. We're drafting the best player available, mm-hmm. which a lot of GMs do. I know Andrew Berry has that thought in his mind, and he and he's went with that pick a lot of times. Um, it, it's just for me, it's really hard to go in at 44 with no additions at defensive tackle outside mm-hmm. of. Um, you know, a guy that was a traditionally a pass rusher in Jacksonville and graded extremely low in the run. It, it's really hard hey, Brian, to run this defensive tackle room and say, hey, yeah. okay, you know, we're going to get the third year of Jordan a- Elliott. But we weren't even sure enough to give him a like solid rotational role um, yep. in his second year. And then Tommy Togiai, I, I think what we got. Like 25, 30 snaps from him yes, all year. Yeah. Yes. So it's just it's really hard for Huge me. Now, mark. granted, Andrew, like we've said before, Andrew Barry has surprised us. Um, but I, it, it's going to be really hard to sit there at forty four. You you see how deep this gla- class is at defensive tackle and not go for that pick because there's still going to be guys like um like Wyatt and Davis from Georgia that are yeah. going to go in the first round. You yeah. have you have a league that's going to be absolutely starving for quarterback play. There's going to be several of those um, very deep a- at the left tackle position. Um, and, and so I think some of these guys are going to fall. Now, if they do grab a defensive tackle, I really do like Traylon Burks. Burks. Um, now I don't believe he's had his pro day yet. Don't no, I didn't, yet.
1: I didn't. Arkansas did not have their pro day yet. I don't believe Yeah. So,
2: you know, I, I still would like to see his pro day. Um, now he tested out, and I don't, I don't want to bash him, but he did not, not test good. out of no. the combine. No. Yeah. Uh, he ran a he lot slower day. than people were were going to. Um, now I've seen some trailer, uh, trail on Burke defenders say, "Hey, you know, Nick Chubb ran a ran a five four. Um, but Nick Chubb was also coming off of knee surgery.
0: Yeah. yeah, He
2: was not at his top speed yeah. coming to the combine. So it's going to be interesting now, you know, granted GPS field speed and 40 time are two different things. Yes. Um, you know, but you kind of hear some whispers about his weight, right?
1: Yeah. About
2: yeah. how he wasn't, um, he, he didn't, he kind of went in a little bit overweight and, you know, maybe he took, the these next couple weeks and slim down a little bit. I, I don't know. I just have to see a little bit more at his pro day um to yeah. pull the trigger on him at 44. Now he is a talent and if he can recreate some of that magic that you have at Arkansas, now oh, you're
0: yeah.
2: a whole nother element to the offense. And yeah. when he is and, and Traylon Burks has never been an acceleration guy, which is I think why he struggled in the 40. Uh-huh. He's a top end speed. Yeah. Because yeah. he he is he has that kind of big tall frame to where exactly he's Mm -hmm. he's speedy because of his strides and how much ground he can cover
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so
2: um so to kind of sum up everything i'm i'm a little bit unsure on works i need to see his pro day but i I can't i can't not take a defensive tackle at 44.
0: Yeah. yeah i mean it's hard for me to pass on Traylon Barks though 44 even if we do address the wide receiver, route, man It's I think he's gonna be a spectacular talent. He's given me so many DK Metcalf vibes, man. Oh, man But you know It's gonna be interesting to see what the Browns do over this next Month and a half or well, the drafts in a month exactly. Yep, yep Exactly so a month from now. So pumped get pumped up. It's gonna be good and uh I think we've covered pretty much everything we need to cover in this podcast, boys. So, uh, I mean, we got down with the Browns. Down with the Browns, baby. Oh, yeah. And, uh. Well, thank you guys for listening and uh, go, Browns. go, Browns. Go, Browns. Go, Browns, baby.
1: I'm running the town. AFC champs, I'm loving the sound. Ready for steel. ready to rave. Ready for fall, ready to bay. We see us, we come out, we sign and we laugh. We pass and we run and we touching the down. Cleveland is the city, we go, we get it. we been through the ridding, we loving the Browns. Never will chill, never will lounge. We are the dogs, we are the hounds. Never the fans, we blew what we were doing. So get on your feet because we are the Browns.